Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. You all know how much we like pink unicorns, but tonight's challenge is actually about something very common, procrastination. Elena is trying to complete her master thesis since two years. So tonight we will present for her five options on how to move on with her work. Stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, this is Marta and this is Anna. And we are here back on another Tuesday with our challenge of the week. This week's challenge of the week is about, I think we can say in one word, procrastination. Yeah, it's definitely a big word uh, for this week. Definitely. Uh, plus, it is also about master thesis, which is also a big word. I don't know if any of you have ever written a thesis of any kind, but I think we can say that most people see it as a rather difficult uh, experience. Yeah, I that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's pretty pretty common for everyone to have a problem with starting um, writing and uh, completing a thesis. So so today's challenge is all about that and Marta will read it so you can understand the problem in detail. And if you are following our site, that was active challenge number nine. So maybe you already know it. Marta, hit it. I finished all the mandatory courses for my master degree two years ago, yet I cannot since then complete my master thesis. This year I have actually changed the topic. My supervisor told me that while my subject was really interesting, it was too ambitious. No one studied the topic in my country before, so I had really few data to work with. So technically speaking, now with the new less ambitious topic, I have it easier. Or do I? Because somehow I still cannot finalize it. Instead of making research and starting writing, I spend hours on several internet forums and I read gossips online. How do I get myself together? How to start studying? How to start writing? I was very good at my studies in the past, but before I was also going to the university daily, where I had contact with my teachers and other students, and I was more rooted in the reality. Now I have work and my own home, and I simply cannot get myself together to start working on thesis again. Do you have any tips for me? Do we have any tips for you? By the way, your name is Marta. What's the name? Elina. And no, this time, no tips. That's it. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. See you next week. Oh, yeah. We're so smart and funny. No, of course, we have tips for you, Elina. Don't worry. We have actually plenty of tips for you. And you can read also uh, our uh, written uh, options. And there will be pretty much a lot of links and uh, different models. But what do we have here, Marta? We have Elina. Two years after completing her uh, courses at university. So she's already in the process of writing her thesis for two years. She managed to change the topic. 
And now she somehow spends her time on gossips and forums online. Does it sound like something you have heard of, maybe? I have definitely heard of that. And I uh, know some certain people that sit next to me <laughs> that have experienced that themselves. What, what certain people are sitting next to you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but um, I must say that I was not a big procrastinator myself when it came to Master Thesis in my life. But definitely I do experience some procrastination in my life. And when we were doing the research or when we were discussing uh, this topic, I discovered that I had uh, a pretty narrow um, understanding of procrastination. Yeah, even me as uh, a person with a habit of procrastinating, even I had a narrow definition because I usually thought, okay, procrastination is something where you are avoiding uh, your uh, tasks uh, so you get delayed and that's pretty much all. But it's actually a little bit more than that. And uh, I think you found some good uh, description of it. So maybe it would be cool if you could start with that description. Okay, so before we will start with the options, I will uh, explain for all of you what procrastination is. So according to the very cool definition I have found, procrastination is a coping mechanism against stress. It is not so much about laziness or about being unorganized. It's about avoiding a stress that comes with execution of a big life projects or tasks. So pretty much today we will talk on how to beat that defense mechanism. Beat that beast. So basically we have discovered that all people deal with procrastination. Yes, the, some less, some more. Some deal with it on more everyday uh, tasks and topics. Some others are procrastinating on big life decisions, for instance. So that was definitely something interesting for me. But that also points me to the fact that we are dealing with a big issue, very common, and with what most of the people struggle in their life. Exactly. So guys, this is universal, universal challenge for everyone and also with a specific angle for anyone who is writing right now a master thesis or any other project, written project. So first we will start with, like always, presenting you five options and then we will have our lovely discussion where we will hopefully come up to the basically main point of this podcast, how to get Elena out of the gossips online and make her to start her master thesis, right? Yes, let's hear the options. Okay, so option number one, start with a question, why do you want to write the thesis in the first place? Option number two, drop it like it's hot. Option number three, change the topic. Option number four, get to the very bottom of your procrastination. Option number five, come up with your goal and make a goddamn good plan to reach it. So those are the options. And we start with option number one, which was start with a question, why are you actually writing this thesis in the first place? This is a very valid question. And I think in You've Got Five Options dictionary, that would be the mother of all questions. The mother of all questions. Why 
why is the matter? Well, we will tell you, but why are you writing this in the first place? And why the answer to this question is so important? The answer is important because if you will realize why you are doing this, this can act for you as a great motivation to pick up your writing process again. However, there is also an alternative that you will realize that you actually don't know why you are doing this and maybe you should drop it. That's definitely a very good point. I heard about a book recently, which is called Do It or Ditch It. Mm. So it's basically a very good way to get to that point where you find out if you should just do it or if you should just ditch it. So how do you do it? You sit down with a piece of paper and you write down, why am I writing this master thesis? You can also use the mental note, but we would recommend you the piece of paper. Yes, exactly. If you can come up with at least one good reason why, then it's great because then you can also glue that reason to your desk, to your mirror, to whatever, and remember about that reason each time you are losing your motivation. However, if you find out that the reason why you're writing your master thesis is because you already have been studying so long and it would be good to have that diploma, but I'm, I'm not even sure if that's what I want to do in life, maybe that's more, you know, towards ditch it. Exactly, because maybe you are going on autopilot. We have a lot of situation in our life when we do something and we don't even remember why we started to do it in the first place. So maybe here you might have a situation where your desire to write a thesis is totally outdated. Maybe you don't need it anymore for anything. Yeah, that's a very valid point. Uh, One very good thing to think about when answering that question is the sunk cost theory. So the sunk cost theory, I think this is something that we cope uh, daily in our lives and also in companies because uh, I see it at my work as well. So when you are at the point when you have contributed so much time and energy and sometimes money into something and you don't really feel like doing this anymore, you are still not dropping or ditching it because you think I have invested so much. If I have invested so much, I have to complete it. But on the other hand, is it really a point to investing in something that you don't want to do anymore? That's definitely a very good question. So really spend some time to answer that question. Why am I writing this thesis? That will really help you in the next steps. Exactly, because if you will not come up with any reason why you are actually doing it, then we would recommend you option number two, which was drop it like it's hot. Yes, ditch it, drop it like it's hot. Thank you, Snoop Dogg, for inspiring us to make that title. Pretty much just drop it, ditch it, don't do it. Why you should do something that you are not convinced that you want to do? Of course, we were also discussing with Marta that maybe you don't feel like writing this thesis because it's difficult and you're not very interested, but there is actually some kind of a benefit at the end of it. Maybe you need this diploma for something so you can move on with something else in your life. But if you cannot even find a reason like this, then you should definitely stop doing it. 
because you are just wasting your time and energy on stressing and worrying about theses that you don't even need. I would say that imagining yourself ditching it mm-hmm. is a very good exercise. So I would, if I was you, I would just say, okay, I'm gonna quit. And I just imagine myself going to my supervisor and saying, you know what, I'm not gonna do it. It's not something for me. How do you feel? Because if you feel relieved, you may be on a really good way to, you know, just dropping it. But if you feel like, no, <laughs> it makes no sense. I really just want to complete it. It's uh, just another step in my career that I still want to pursue. Then it's a very good exercise for yourself to know if you should or shouldn't. Exactly. I would compare it to like when you are a kid and your parents are forcing you to take piano classes which you take for five years in order to achieve something but you never like to do it and at one point you can make a decision by yourself and then you realize I don't want to practice on that goddamn piano. Five years, okay, doesn't matter. I don't want to do it. It doesn't matter. If you feel a relief like this, just be like Snoop Dogg and drop it like it's hot. Very relevant question. But if you feel like, no, of course I don't want to drop it. I have just been, you know, procrastinating. Mm -hmm. It was just too big of a project and I was just procrastinating basically because it was too overwhelming or too stressful. Then we have some more options for you to consider. Definitely. And now we are going to option number three. So we are now pretending that you have asked yourself a question. You get, you got your reason on a piece of paper and you have came to the realization that you don't want to drop it. You don't want to be a Snoop Dogg. You want to write it. Then try to think if you can, for instance, do something with the topic of your thesis because one thing that was really interesting was that you mentioned that you had one subject and it was ambitious it was actually as you said by your supervisor uh, defined as too ambitious and then you went for something easier is there a chance that that somehow killed your uh, inspiration or motivation yeah it could be that maybe the previous topic was too ambitious and you were somehow not being able to proceed with it and therefore your supervisor has proposed something different instead of maybe supporting you Mm -hmm. on getting to that topic that was actually interesting for you but maybe you just needed a bit of support into making the structure or into opening up the sources you've mentioned that in your country no one worked with that topic maybe in another country they have you know there are huge databases for students a huge amount of uh, research and articles maybe it is worthwhile considering that this topic was the one for you and this was something that would be very interesting. You just needed a bit of support on a structure and sources and not going into a less ambitious topic. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe you are one of those people who love challenges, but somehow you were accidentally discouraged by your supervisor which comes to another realization that i have right now the topic number three is about grounding and changing maybe the subject of your thesis but maybe you also would consider changing your supervisor revelation
maybe you would consider to actually changing the topic for the third topic. Just try to find something that would really give you a little bit of an inspiration. So I think that this is actually a really valid option that you should think about. I also know by fact that there are people who are doing some research in the area where there was no research in the country at the time and that certain people sit next to me. Haha. <laughs> so uh, you can always just create something extraordinary. Yes, yeah, so here, if I was you, I would ask myself a couple of questions. So basically, do I want to write my master thesis just to have it done? so that I can progress in my career, work life or whatever. And I'm not interested in all that research and I don't even enjoy writing. Then maybe having this uh, not so ambitious topic is okay and you just need to have a plan to get it done. But if you are actually interested in the research and you actually would like to create something new, you just needed some support, then going for another topic whether coming back to the first topic or looking for even a third topic, maybe a new supervisor could be a good case for you. I have done it. I have changed my topic when I was writing a master's thesis. I have done something that was not worked in my country before. I was not able to use uh, Polish sources. I had to get all the sources in English and translate them for myself into Polish and write a thesis based on that. But I loved it. It was great for me and uh, I was, you know, driven by the challenge. So you have to answer that question for yourself. Do you just want to get it done and get rid of it because you need it, for example, to progress in your career? Or are you into the research and into creating something new? Exactly. That is exactly the point. And I think I used exactly five times already. So I will just stop now. Marta made a very good point regardless of what is your situation and it's a pity that we don't even know in what topic you are studying because maybe you can even incorporate your gossips online into the thesis that would be something with an interesting spin but regardless of what it is if you want to be creative or you want to have a done option number four will definitely be useful in both of the cases because option number four is really crucial for this challenge because it talks about procrastination. So at the very beginning of this podcast, we have said something that might be surprising for many people. Procrastination doesn't necessarily mean that you are lazy or unable to complete your tasks, but what we have lately read was that procrastination is actually a self-coping mechanism in order to avoid stress. And I think that was surprising both for me and for Marta. Yeah, definitely that was uh, surprising. And actually trying to get to the bottom of that and trying to see why you may be procrastinating could be the best way to answer the question how to go forward. Exactly. So uh, a very nice description and uh, we are having a link in this option to an article that goes very much in depth to procrastination but the very nice description I have found and it really spoke to me so imagine Alina that you have your reason on a piece of paper right whatever that reason is you see yourself in the future with your degree and you know what the reason was and you feel happy that is your future self 
that is you in a couple of months. And you see the long-term benefit of actually going through that really difficult road of writing uh, this thesis. But then you have your present self and your present self uh, is someone that has to take an action and doesn't necessarily understand or feel the long-term benefit. What do we feel as humans in this present moment? We want to feel pleasure right now, right here. We want to have an instant gratification. I will give you an example that also is very nice for me. So, for instance, you want to... I don't know, Elena, I assume you are a beautiful woman and so on, but you want to be fit and you want to lose 10 kilos. And you see yourself like this in half a year. But right now you just want that goddamn donut because it feels good. It's delicious. It's tasty. So this is your future self, the one far, far away with a really nice and fit body, fighting with the present self who just wants to feel pleasure right now. And when you realize the gap between what you really feel right, right now like doing and not getting this instant gratification and the future self that has to go through all the sacrifices to achieve something that is really in the future, you have a gap. And that stresses us out. That gap really stresses us out because suddenly, oh my God, I have to do so many things. I have to resign from instant pleasures. Of course, this all happens subconsciously and then you get stressed out. So what do you do? You look for the instant gratification. You open gossips online because for that little moment you are in your happy world of celebrities and you are reading about them or you are going to Facebook or you are starting to watch another series of Netflix. You are doing something that will give you pleasure right now. Okay, but you have mentioned that you have that gap between mm -hmm. the current self and then a future self. Mm -hmm. And you realize that gap, that gap is of a size of an elephant, for example. Yes, or, so, a or a very decent dinosaur. So how do you slice it? How do you deal with it? How do you close the gap? Actually, that is a very, very, a very funny question. Not funny because it's funny, although the elephant part was funny. But it's uh, because it actually goes into the solution, slicing it up. So uh, one of the solutions is to divide your very big project into small chunks. Because if, for instance, you are sitting here and thinking, I have nothing, and in six months, let's say, I want to have a full thesis. It's an elephant. But if you will say, okay, I have that goal in six months and now I will slice it in 10 small little parts. Let's say in one month, I will have my first chapter introduction and so on. Then the elephant is getting smaller because suddenly you can achieve it a little bit faster because and you can get that instant gratification or of I have done it. So slicing the elephant Oh my God, now we sound like some really weird animal torturers. It's used also as an allegory in corporate world, so it has nothing to do with torturing uh, animals. No. So you try to slice the elephant. Mm -hmm. Okay, You ha this topic of instant gratification, mm -hmm. uh, that's very interesting. Can you do something to use it positively, meaning not against yourself, so not to reach out for that donut that you have mentioned mm -hmm. but to use it in a way that you can actually that it can drive you closer to achieving your goal instead of against achieving your goal 
Well, I think you can devise yourself a set of little rewards when you complete something that are not necessarily a donut. So for instance, what I was using sometimes was that, okay, I would really love to, let's say, go to the cinema. But I know that I have to produce, I, I love to go to cinema, by the way, but I know that I really have to finish something. I will write, let's say, two pages, and only after then I will go to the cinema. I remember that when we were preparing for that podcast, you also mentioned something about punishment, that it was also somehow effective in regards to procrastination. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, I know a lot about punishments and that punishments are called the deadlines. It's as simple as that. If you are setting yourself deadlines, especially if you have a deadline at university, I have never seen more effective motivation for completing a thesis than an actual deadline. And I don't know if you know the stories about people who have been writing theses for two years and then in the last week before deadline they have done everything else, like they, they finished half of the missing thesis. This is how it works. Uh, but I don't think it's necessarily healthy and you will get very, very stressed uh, while doing it. So maybe a little deadlines with your supervisor. Or maybe we also had this, uh, we saw this really funny site. Well, it's not really funny, but it's interesting because there is a site called stick.com with double K at the end. I will not spell it because I think I have enough of embarrassment for today, but we will have a link in the option. So this is where you are uh, going when you have any type of goal, target or something you want to achieve and you can make yourself an account for free and then you are placing a bet against yourself with a timeline when do you want to achieve it. Your goal is visible for other users and one of the punishments, let's call it like this, is that if you will not complete your target by the date when you said you will, you will have to pay money for the charity that you don't like. So it's not even that kind of, yeah, if I will not complete it, I will help those uh, children in Africa that I always wanted to help. No, you will actually have to pay to the charity that you don't really feel for. For instance, uh, another solution on this website is that you find yourself um, a person that supports you and kind of checks up on you and holds your target with you and checks your uh, progress. So uh, that could also be something like this immediate punishment. Okay. One of the interesting things that you have mentioned also when we were preparing before was this part of feelings, that we are driven by our feelings. Mm -hmm. And therefore, very often, we don't just do things uh, immediately. And there are certain tricks that we can use to trick our brain before it starts thinking too much and before it stops us with progressing. There is this five seconds rule. You have mentioned that before. Yes, that's true. That's true. And actually, I uh, I will give you an example that we also discussed today. Um, because the thing is that uh, normally we do not feel like doing things that will give us a long-term benefit because they are simply not feeling okay. So pretty much dieting doesn't feel okay. Eating donuts feels okay. Uh, for instance, having a great body in a longer perspective 
sounds like a great thing, but you don't maybe necessarily want to go to the gym because it doesn't feel okay to go there, get sweat and get tired. So each time you want to do something for your future self or you want to do something for achieving your goal, author of 5 seconds rule, Mel Robbins, says that you have literally 5 seconds to stop your brain before it will kill your idea. And I think I referred to that in the past already in one of our podcasts. So this pretty much means that if you, for instance, think I'm going to my computer to write the thesis and if you will wait more than five seconds, your brain will stop you saying, yeah, don't do it. It's difficult. Just, just, just go on gossip site or whatsoever. So many times, and this helped me personally, when I had my issues with procrastination, I wanted to wake up in the morning and start writing. And I was just simply trying to wake up and I was like, oh, it's so nice in bed. It's so warm and ah, oh, there's no point. And then I heard about this five seconds rule. And one day I simply woke up and I, I didn't even thought about anything else. I just did this. Five, four, three, two, one. I went out of the bed, still kind of like a zombie. I went to the computer and I started to write and it worked. And you, Marta, have your own personal uh, system, which is not the five seconds, but it's, it's similar. So basically, I kind of apply, just do it. So very often I feel like, okay, I have to write. And then I am like, ah, but I don't feel the inspiration. And if if I don't feel the inspiration, it's not going to work. But then I tell myself, you know what, just do it. And then I go to the computer and I start writing. And maybe the first two sentences are a bit awkward, but then it starts flowing. So basically, when I noticed that it actually works, I started to trust myself that just do it and don't think about it. Just sit down and start doing it. So that's definitely something that you can try for yourself and find something that works. But very often it's all about tricking your brain before it tricks you. Exactly. Because your brain will do anything to make your life as pleasant and comfortable in a short term. It doesn't think about your future self. It thinks about your pleasure right here, right now. You have to also forgive yourself for procrastination. You have to, if you are deciding from now on to really start to do it you cannot beat yourself up for I was so lazy I was so disorganized it is actually scientifically proven that people who are forgiving themselves their procrastination are way more effective in getting out of it because as we said procrastination is a stress coping mechanism so when you are blaming yourself for being a procrastinator you are adding even more stress on yourself so just forgive yourself and start with a clean sheet that's definitely a good idea so moving towards the last option for today yes and that option was to come up with your final goal and make a plan a detailed plan to reach it Uh, Yes, uh, we have actually uh, a lot of cool things and Marta will start because she is prepared. And you know why? Because she's not a procrastinator. Well, we have prepared four steps this time for you. And step number one is to set up your goal. And it's very important to set up 
in this goal in a very specific way. It's called smart way so that you can actually know when you have achieved it. So basically, after answering the questions that we have uh, been asking you on the way, you already know why you want to write that master thesis. So now the most important part is to say when is it that you're going to achieve it. So basically, what you do is, I will hand in my master thesis by 15th of December to my supervisor so that I can have peaceful Christmas. You set up yourself the goal that is relevant for you and that you feel that you can achieve it within that time. When you are specific about your goal and you know when you have achieved it, it's much easier to progress. But let's say we are in a situation that you have set up your goal. Yeah, it still probably looks like an elephant. It may be a good idea to break down those goals into smaller pieces. Mm -hmm. We have uh, discussed that before, that you can, for example, agree with your supervisor a few deliveries. Let's say three deliveries on the way. So that was step number one. You set up your SMART goal that you know when you have achieved it. And then it also comes with a deadline. So you know when you're going to achieve it. It's very important. Yeah, and if you are really sure of yourself, I think that most of universities have it. You actually sign an actual contract that is signed by you and by your supervisor, and then you have to deliver it to the university. So actually, when you will not achieve it, it also works like a punishment a little bit. It is drastic, but it's a good idea because it really can motivate you. Definitely. Now that you have set up your goal, we go for checking your reality. So... Where are you? What do you already have? Do you have all the sources that you need to have? Or maybe you have to start from scratch. You have to find everything. You make a recognition of your current state. That recognition is also about finding what kind of challenges that you have. Like, for example, one of the challenges you've mentioned with the first topic was that there was no research done before in your country. So how do you overcome that challenge? You write down those things. But what you should also write down are your strengths. What kind of strengths do you have to actually achieve your goal? So for example, you are a well-organized person or you know several languages so you can look for uh, material in other languages. You write down the strengths that you have to overcome your challenges. It's a very important thing for your brain to know that you are. it's not only about challenges, but it's also a certain amount of resources that you already have. Yeah, I, I think this is a very good point, Marta, because this is also, I think, helping you slice the elephant, at least mentally, because many times, and I've noticed this as, as, as I was supervisor for students in their master theses, at the beginning, you can be totally confused. It's so much to do so many things you have to do the research and you have to write it can be truly overwhelming and i have seen people who are usually extremely organized and they are doers and they have no problems with working being completely lost and they were procrastinating because it was just too much to handle so when you will write those uh, reality checks but also the strengths you have you will see that 
well, actually, it's not that bad because I have this and this skills or I have this and this information already. It will help you to take a little bit of a, of this uh, huge question marks around this uh, elephant and to slice it a little bit. Then you are ready to move on to step number three, which is our favorite one, of course, because it's looking for options and you should look for five of them. No, no, we are, we are just joking, but... No, no, she should look for five of them. At least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> now, what is it about options? Basically, you have to find out how you're going to achieve your goal. So now you have to find out, for example, when and how are you going to be writing this thesis. So you write down the ways you can achieve it. For example, I can uh, wake up every day in the morning before the rest of the family wakes up and I can write in, at this time. Or I will take a week free from work. Whatever kind of options you come up with, you do the brainstorming with yourself. Your option could be signing up to this stick. Stick with double K at the end, yes. Stick. Yeah. You could also try to see if there is a way your supervisor can help you. Are there any options for breaking down the deliveries and so on? You could also consider if you see that you are a big procrastinator and uh, you just can't get yourself together. If having a coach that can help you achieve your goals more quickly and efficiently if that's maybe an option for you, you just make that brainstorming session for yourself and find out what are your options. And when you do that, you are ready for the last step, which is your way forward. That step is all about selecting which of the options you're going for. Mm -hmm. And it's not only to select the option, but it's also to select when are you starting to work with that option. Let's say you're a morning person and you say, I will be writing five days a week, 5 a.m. I'm going to wake up and start writing. And then it's also very important to say when you're starting. So, for example, you're starting tomorrow. That's a very important part of it. But what else is crucial with this is that you also think about what might stop you. What might stop you from waking up at 5 a.m. and starting to write? What are you going to do if that happens? So, for example, you select your uh, option of waking up in the morning, but you then think, okay, what if uh, my alarm rings and I just snooze? And then you brainstorm with yourself again. Well, I'm going to put my alarm out of the room and I'm going to use, for instance, five seconds rule. And actually, you know what Martha Robbins said that this is what she did because when she was having a phone in her room, it was extremely easy just to reach out and snooze it. She put her alarm clock in the bathroom. So each time it rings, she has to lift her ass from the bed in order to stop it. I have even better thing. Do you know what I did lately? I bought myself this kick ass, old fashioned, loud like hell, hell alarm clock. It's not just a nice, pleasant la-la-la music on the mobile. It actually rings like the war is starting and everyone should go to the bunker and hide. So that alarm clock can really wake up a dead person. So that could be something that you could consider in your way forward. Yeah, but it's very important that you select that action that you're going to do. Also agree when are you starting to do it. Find out what might stop you and how you're going to deal with that potential stopper. 
So that's a very simple, intuitive four steps model that you can use. It's actually called a GROW model. And we totally encourage you to find our article where you will have those steps described and write those things down because it's much more powerful when you write those things down and you make a contract with yourself, then it's really much better for you. And when I told that model to Anna, she was like, yeah, it's really good model. And I could write down all that to myself and yet I could ditch it easily because I had a problem with procrastination. That is one of the challenges that we all have. We can have the greatest plans in the world, but the greatest plan in the world will not stop the procrastinator from procrastinating. You actually have to start. You have to make this one step in order to start. Many times motivation starts when you start doing things. That's why in my case, five second rule was the game changer because I had a lot of plans and I had a lot of goals and it was wonderful on paper and yet I wasn't able to even start. So for instance, five second rule helped me. Uh, Marta, by the way, why is it grow? It's a G for goals and R for reality and O for options and W for uh, will or way forward. Interesting coincidence that it is exactly like you are growing. But I think we have given you plenty of good ideas. So it's really about finding your inner motivation because there are many ways to get out of misery, but it's really about your motivation. So dig out those reasons why you're writing the master thesis, Make sure that the topic is the right one for you. Make sure that you should not actually ditch it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, find the way out of procrastination and go and grow. And each time you feel like procrastinating again, remember that this is not something that tells something bad about you. It's rather a gap or a battle between your present self and your future self. So remember always the reason why you want to write that thesis. Have it somewhere, as we said, pinpointed to your desk or anywhere and look at the future self that already have that degree completed and try to feel like that person in the future. Then you will remember why you are doing this. Because what you have to do is you have to make this gap between present and future self the smallest so you will avoid the procrastination. Exactly. Exactly. So, are we ready to say good luck? I think we are ready to say good luck and we are ready to say goodbye. And we really hope that we helped you, Alina. And if you have any more challenges or questions, just get back to us. Good luck. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all, folks. You are listening to You Got 5 Options podcast where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you've5options.com. This is www.youvegot5 as a number options.com. And remember that our next podcast will be available for you on Tuesday. Next week's challenge is all about getting your life upside down. 
Can you prepare for the chaos that comes with a baby? Well, if you want to find out which five areas of lessons learned we have prepared for Marcella and her partner, join us next week. And if you like what you've heard, please make sure that you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks!